Well, the results are in. The crowns have been given out. The North American Car, Truck, and Utility Vehicle of the Year. They have been announced. They were announced yesterday, and it was quite a category, quite a list of vehicles that that made the category for, for each uh, 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 segment of the voting, the Utility Vehicle of the Year, the Truck of the Year, and the Car of the Year. And to help us break it all down is Nicole Wakeland. She is Toys new vice president and joins us. Nicole, it's great to have you. Thank you so much. Happy to be here. Well, it was a, it was a big day yesterday, and, and I want to uh, kind of start down the, the list here. But first, I, I want you to tell us what goes in to the judging of these vehicles uh, from from when they're they're nominated and put up and, and the work that you guys do to to ensure that you've picked the right winner. Well, it's a process that actually we're already starting for next year. It starts at the beginning of the year. We call together all of the different vehicles that are eligible. Then we start driving them on our own at our homes, at different drive programs through the country. Then we have a series of voting that we do, whittle it down to just the semifinalists and then further to finalists um, and have a drive even in October out in Michigan where we have the cars that we think are really, really solid contenders. And we end up coming up with the top three and voting on those to come up with the winners that we announced yesterday. So it's quite a long and involved process. So let's start with the car of the year. Uh, Up for the award was the Honda Accord, the Hyundai Ioniq 6, and the Toyota Prius Prius Prime. Uh, And the Toyota came away with the win. Why? It came away with the win because they did a really good job at Toyota of making improvements across the board to the Prius. It wasn't one thing that they focused on. It looks a little better. It drives a little better. Everything is a little bit better, and it still serves as being a really relatively affordable and very fuel-efficient hybrid vehicle. One of the, the, the areas that Ford continues to cut its teeth on, and, and, and they continue to dominate uh, in a lot of aspects, is is their trucks. And the truck of the year this year was the Ford Super Duty, beating out the Chevy Silverado EV, the, the Colorado, the, the Chevy's Colorado. Why did the Super Duty uh, deserve the top spot this year? Well, you know, Super Duties are very specific vehicles. They're work trucks. People are doing stuff when they have a Super Duty. And this did make that easier for everyone. It has lots of great features and technologies that make it easier to figure out how much you've got hooked up for a trailer, how much you have for a payload, just to make that everyday work life easier and still has a super comfy interior that you can drive around in even if you're not getting work done. So it, it, it's a great and versatile Super Duty. And, and Ford continues their dominance uh, to, to a certain extent in that segment. Meanwhile, the utility vehicle of the year, and this is something that we've seen over the last couple of years, electric vehicles have slowly worked their way into uh, uh, Toys. Uh, uh, car, truck, and utility vehicles of the year. And and you had an all-EV utility segment this year, the Genesis Electrified GV70, the Kia EV9, and the Hyundai uh, Kona EV. But but Kia came away with with the award this year, and and that's a slick-looking EV9. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, it's a really slick-looking vehicle. It's very different. Um, Everything about it, the sort of angular look, even the wheels just look kind of fun and funky. But it did that, but it's also... You know, it's got the electric powertrain. It's an EV, but inside it is a great family vehicle. It has all little features that you want to get through a day with your family. It's got comfortable seating. It's spacious. 
you know, m- million cup holders, lots of great details that make it not just an EV that's good, but a family vehicle that's good. I have a five-year-old and a, and a two-year-old in a few days. So, uh, yeah, cup holders are an absolute must. Right? <laughs> in, it in sounds my, silly, but my, it's important. It's true. It's very true. <laughs> How how do you evaluate um, when when EVs really started making their way into the awards? Um, do you look at them any differently, or do you do you continue to kind of focus on the on the whole of the vehicle as opposed to, you know, what what powers it? Well, I think you still need to look at the vehicle as a whole, and I think that's what our jurors do. But then you have to look at slightly different things in addition to that with an EV. You know, how quickly it charges, um, how much of a range it has. Those are still really important things, much like you look at fuel economy in a car with a gas engine. Those are the factors you look at. And there's something that, you know, driving something where you have to plug it in, driving something where there's a limited electric range, that's still a big question mark for a lot of people. So you have to be clear that that's something that people understand. And also, does the vehicle you're looking at have enough of a range for the person who's typically driving it? That's all important. Do you feel that that oftentimes what your jurors are seeing, what you're seeing when you're evaluating our vehicle, um, do, do you often feel that that you fit inside the segment of of the, the general public, uh, the driving public where where you're looking for the same things that other people are looking at? You may be looking at it with a, uh, a more a quizzical eye or a more uh, 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 a, a more serious eye. But 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 I have to imagine you go through the same things that everybody else goes through. And so you look at these vehicles in a, in a specific way, but also something that I think a lot of people can relate to. Yeah, and you do have to sort of change your mindset. When I sit down in the Super Duty, I am not evaluating it the same way I'd evaluate, say, a Corvette. Very sure. different people, very different way you have to look at it. You can't expect that Super Duty to drive like a sports car, or can you expect that Corvette to tow anything? You have to change how you drive it, how you evaluate it, based on what the car is supposed to do and the kind of person that's supposed to drive it and then evaluate it from that. Does it do what they said it's supposed to do? And is the person who wants to buy this kind of car actually going to like it? How often do you feel like based on the, the gradings that you give vehicles and the reviews that you give on vehicles, do, do you often feel that automakers are willing to take those, those uh, observations um, and, and, and adjust when they make corrections to their vehicles or improvements to vehicles? You know, I think they do listen to both, you know, journalists and public feedback. You know, everybody has something, you know, somebody who loves one car and then somebody else who hates the same car. Mm -hmm. But when they consistently get feedback that there's an issue, you know, the seat isn't comfortable or this doesn't live up to expectations, I think they do take that to heart and look at that as they continue to develop their vehicles and try to hit the mark for everybody so that most people are going to be happy with that vehicle when they park it in their driveway. You know, the other thing that that jumps off the page is is the the foreign automakers are really pushing. I mean, the Hyundai's, Kia, uh and and Toyota certainly. Um what wh- what do you make of of some of these foreign companies, the Japanese vehicle makers that have come on over the last couple of years especially with with some of these EVs? Well, I think you know competition is always a good thing. I'm sure the companies don't want to have to compete. Everybody would like to be always at the top of their game. But I think when you have lots of different automakers bringing different perspectives, different technologies, different ideas for how a car should be made and developed, I think that helps everybody move forward. You know, you always want to be the the best one. So when somebody else does it better than you, then you're changing how you do it. So next time you're the best one. So I think it just encourages all the car companies, whether it's a foreign automaker or one that's based in the U.S., 
to build the best possible product they can for consumers. Mm, interesting stuff. Nicole Wakeland, uh, congratulations, the vice president of North, the North American Car Truck and Vehicle of the uh, Utility Vehicle of the Year. Uh, a, a really good class this year, and, and you got some, some wonderful vehicles taking home the crown. Thanks so much for your time. Thank you. Yeah, you got it. That's Nicole Wakeland with NACTOY. Uh, it's interesting stuff. I mean, I, I think that the the... EVs have really come on over the last couple of years, especially uh, in, in in this particular reward segment. And so I, I it's not a surprise that they are uh, winning some of these awards. But the fact that they're being considered, I it's 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 absolutely not a surprise. And I'm telling you, if you've been in some of these things, they are they are really fabulously built and, and maintained. The trims are wonderful. Uh, it, it, it's good stuff. All right, we got to take a break. Uh, we'll get you caught up on some of the other stories making headlines today, uh, including the Congress, the House in particular, saying that they're going to continue to push forward in an effort to hold Hunter Biden in contempt of Congress. What does it mean? What are they going to do? We'll let you know on the other side of the break as we continue on here on WJR. 